Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Inspiring Brains Podcast with Nick Thielen. Uh, this recording is being done on Tuesday, um, the 28th. I'm doing this a little bit early just because I got a lot going on this week. I'm going to Calgary from uh, Thursday through Saturday for Funny Fest and then going with my good friends J.R. Bjornsson and Vidi Epson from Red Deer to do some comedy at the Empress Hale House on Sunday. So I'll be off for an adventure of comedy. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to all the people who have liked the Inspiring Brains podcast Facebook page so far. About 120 of you and growing strong. So uh, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for all your comments and love on the uh, podcast. Uh, this week's guest is none other than Jason Steele. Jason Steele is a guy I originally met through comedy, but he's a mainly an actor and a uh, filmmaker. Uh, I talked to him uh, earlier last week about his project that he is actually releasing uh, today, June 1st, which is uh, his uh, free web series called The Bin. Um, it's a project he's been working on for a while, and... Uh, me and him had a really good chat. This is a bit of a longer uh, episode, but, uh, you know, um, my friend James Sushinoff was kind of complaining about some of the longer episodes. If you don't enjoy them, um, you know, just leave me a comment and let me know you'd like them split into two. But I also figure that uh, if you want to take a break from it, you can hit the pause button. And I kind of like delivering more content, especially because I uh, uh, only do one a week. Um, so I'm really excited. Uh, things are going really well with the podcast so far. Uh, I've got content um, scheduled and, and ready to go about until the uh, end, of, end of June already. So I'm excited and getting lots of people that are interested in the podcast. Um, if you're just finding out about it now and you want to be a guest, uh, email me, T-H-E-E-L-E-N-N at gmail.com or message the Inspiring Brains podcast. Anyway, yeah. Uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Jason Steele's free web series, because uh, I don't know all the re- all the release dates for everything, I know he's doing ten episodes, but I don't know exactly when they're going to be released. Uh, so uh, check out the free web series on uh, Facebook. Uh, the reason it's called that is because he's actually planning to release a couple of different projects. So uh, so that's the main reason why. Uh, he's going to do some more than just uh, The Bin, but The Bin is his first project. Um, that said, I don't want to take too much of your time up. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, um, and I got lots planned. Uh, actually, uh, my good friend and I, JR, are going to be doing a tour through Saskatchewan and Alberta uh, in July. It's going to be called The uh, uh, Two Guys, Two Broke Guys in a Van comedy tour we're doing open mics in saskatchewan and alberta so uh watch for the trailer for that i'll be posting it on the inspiring brains podcast um and yeah thank you so much for the love uh without further ado here's my interview with jason Steele. have yourself a fabulous week and uh we'll see you next time hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the inspiring brains podcast with nick Thielen. i'm sitting here with my good friend uh jason Steele. Uh, Jason is a man of many talents. Uh, Jason is an actor. Uh, Jason does some comedy in Red Deer. Uh, what else does he do? <laughs> he's been doing so much lately. Uh, theater production. Uh, he's working on some films. He's he's an actor and he's also behind the scenes on a lot of projects. Um, I feel like I could go through some of his accomplishments, but I feel like that would be kind of an injustice to you. How are you doing today, Jason? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so. yeah, no problem. Uh, it's it's great to have you. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, like, I was going through uh, some of your stuff on uh, IMDb earlier, and there's so many projects and so many things you've been a part of. Uh, some local projects here. Uh, Break On Through was a film that was at the Central Alberta Film Festival last year. Um, yeah, and I believe uh, as of when you when you release this, I believe it will be the day after its final um, film festival presentation, which is down at the Okotoks 
uh, film oh, wow. festival. Yeah, very so cool. It's, yeah, and it's won some awards. I think it even got nominated actually at the Okotoks Film Festival for best yeah. uh, best film. I think so. It might. Who knows? Maybe it'll have another award on it under its belt by the well, time yeah. this is released. <laughs> and I saw you were like you. <laughs> Uh, you were in Egg Zoo as well, and I know that that's uh, a project by Amir Mustafa, and he's been uh, in a lot Ed, of festivals. No, Egg and... Zoo is uh, Casey Richards. Oh, yeah, it's my, yeah. my fault there. That's Amen okay. was, uh, yeah. Amen was Amir Mustafa, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so that must be, must be pretty nice to, to see people from all over seeing your work. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Amen, yeah, has been everywhere. It's uh, It's all over the world getting nominations and awards for all kinds of things so that's that's pretty exciting yeah um and you know i haven't even seen it yet i haven't well, actually i've watched i haven't watched that movie yet so haven't had time out. to sit down and, and watch it hey no that's that's okay though uh yeah i mean you've been involved in so many different projects and then you're heavily involved with uh central alberta theater and red deer players uh you were in uh sherlock holmes uh, like mm-hmm. i was looking earlier into that and uh were you involved with uh, Sherlock Holmes right from the start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been Sherlock Holmes for the well last because two I years. I was looking into it. Yeah, that that that's been a year or two. That's been quite a process for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how how uh, well? Uh, first of all, I want to ask kind of like what what in I mean you're involved in so many things, so it's hard to like target one thing. But what inspired you to 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 get involved in all these creative endeavors? Like, what was the first thing where you were like you 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 just walked into a class somewhere and you met somebody and you were like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, okay, this is funny. So I was actually really, uh, I was probably 19, I think, um, around 18, 19 years old. And uh, I went um, and I looked in the newspaper and I saw that a play was auditioning, No Sex, Please, We're British. And I saw the title, No Sex, Please, We're British. And I thought, this might get me laid. Went and auditioned. Um, yeah. And I got a role. And, and I had a lot of fun. Uh, and it, there was no sex involved at all. Um, as I uh, should have read the title. But... <laughs> <laughs> a little disappointing, but at least you had fun. What, what am I going to do, right? Um, but no, I had a lot of fun, and I remember uh, one day while I was um, while we were doing stuff on that show, there was a uh, uh, there was a, uh, a scene where uh, my wife is burning some photographs in a garbage bin on stage. Yeah, and we so we actually had burned some stuff, and so as as this stuff is burning, I'm supposed to grab a vase of flowers and douse this this fire. Yeah. Which I did, but there wasn't enough water in it to actually douse the fire effectively. Yeah. So we're on stage at the Black Night Inn and it's still smoking. And it's starting to smoke more and more with these flowers are now burning and, you know, and we didn't have extra water on the stage. Because nobody planned for that. They don't... So I, I looked around <laughs> and... Uh, I, I saw it didn't that have fire extinguishers or anything. Well, like, I, I mean, it was just a little smoke, but okay. it was still, you know, starting to smoke around. In the <laughs> and you guys were trying to act like it's part of the show. Exactly. And put exactly. Just fire. trying to pretend like it's part of the show. Exactly. But it was pretty obvious this is not going to get better. So I saw that it's dinner theater, right? So guests had water on their tables. So I jumped off the stage, grabbed a jug of water, and I climbed back on the stage and I said, Oh, you've made a right mess of things now, haven't you? And I doused the water, doused the the can uh, um, yeah. on the stage, the audience erupted. Like they were cheering and laughing because it was like this great little improvised moment. Wow. And I, I, was, I was hooked. I was hooked. I like, as soon as that happened, I was hooked on theater and acting and performing because it was yeah exciting. Yeah. So from, from that, did you, I mean, obviously then you were involved in a couple more productions. I saw you were involved in uh, One Floor Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I, I don't yeah. know, like, what the process was like for you. Like, if, because I just kind of was going through Google and I read all these articles or reviews of certain things that you've been involved in. So I don't know, like, what you did in what order. But, like, because I know when we originally met, it was through, like, stand-up comedy. But mm-hmm. then you've also been involved a lot with film and then you're making your own projects now. So, like... Was there, did you do, like, obviously, so you did theater first, and then did you do film afterwards, and then kind of 
stand-up kind of you just wanted to give it a try and see what happens or yeah it was kind of a weird mix um so i took after doing that first little bit of theater Mm -hmm. i did a couple shows um uh like in the late 90s and then i i stopped for a while got into work and family and all that stuff and then i came back to it in about 2010 um i wanted to get back into performing and at first I thought, I want to be an actor. Yeah. Then I started playing with, oh, well, what else can I do? You know, maybe I can, like, create some stuff. So I began to film little things on YouTube, and they were terrible. Um, and then uh, uh, most of those have been hidden now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> public, the public eye. Yeah. But, um, and uh, then I started to think, okay, maybe I might want to try writing. And so I wrote some scripts. I actually went down to Hollywood and pitched some scripts at a wow. weird little pitch fest, which was fun. And what was that process like for you? That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got to um, meet a bunch of like low-level Hollywood producers. Like nobody from were anywhere they, big. Were they critical of, of, of work? Or were they, are they like um, generally supportive? Or are they trying to give you advice to, to build it? Or are they like, no, no thanks. <laughs> Well, like, it's it's kind of it, it's almost it's speed dating is what it is right. with this pitch fest concept. So you yeah. go in um, with whatever uh, script or concepts or whatever you have. They have like fifty executives from different different little film companies and things. Right. And you stand in a lineup at you know so you know if I wanted to stand in line for. Um, uh, the one company was Bad Robot. I know they were down there. They were they were the biggest one that was there, which is okay. not doesn't sound huge, but I think I think they do like the Transformers ones and things like that. Like yeah. they have certain, they've got some pretty big stuff, right? Right. That okay. they're involved with. <clears throat> but um, I I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's not Transformers. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> There's Bad Robots in that movie, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> um, <laughs> so... yeah, there are bad Robots. <laughs> I don't remember, but but anyway, um, so you stand in the line, and then every five minutes, the person at the front of the line goes to whatever table that right. that company's at, and you have five minutes yeah. to pitch to talk about your projects. Um, so you start talking, and if the executive's like, "Yeah, I don't really care," then you've still got a couple minutes. You can maybe throw a couple of other ideas at them, or if you if that was your only idea, then you just leave and go yeah. and do a different lineup because i guess my my so, uh my thing would be like if you're working if you've got a hundred page script that you've been working on for two years and then you tell somebody in the span of you know five minutes what your movie is and they're like ah no thanks i'll pass it's like yeah you know <laughs> here's well, two years of my life that are not what do i do now it's a good fire starter i guess <laughs> but well you think you just kind of like in in the context of this pitch fest is it's it's just a really it was a really good opportunity to hone concepts yeah um because i i went in and different companies i would like research i would like read like they had like a book that you could get that had you know what is this company looking for what kinds of films do they make what have they made in the past and so then right. i would look, go oh well, this company is not going to be interested in this concept, but yeah. they might like this. Or if, if, if I didn't really have one, I came up with other things. I came up with like a reality show to pitch one one company because I was looking at and I was like, I don't have anything. So I came up with a reality show on the fly. I was like, oh, screw it. I'll just stand yeah. in line and do this. It, like, if you pitch <laughs> in a certain way, it might fit, their, uh, might fit their criteria or what they like to exactly. produce more, right? Yeah. That's That's cool. I had a couple of couple of companies bite on a couple of concepts that I had but unfortunately those were concepts those weren't actual scripts that I had right so um so I I said yeah yeah I'll get back to you when I've got them written right never finished writing them they're still in my to-do list somewhere what (laughs) yeah I mean you you've got so many things on the go and I, I just wanted to ask like was there somebody when you first started and you like whether it's theater or film or whether it's somebody you just recently met who's who was a mentor or an inspiration to you uh or is it just kind of like your go-getter attitude and and giving things a try that you know created opportunity well i mean it go-getter attitude and just want just deciding you know what i'm doing this that that's huge yeah um knowing that the the it's a play it's a the the performing arts is something I love yeah. and, and 
I feel at home in. Like I feel at home on stage. I feel at home on a film set, whether I'm in front of a camera or behind the camera. I feel comfortable. Right. Whereas if you put me in an auto body shop and said, you know, hey, do you want to try repairing a car? I wouldn't feel comfortable there. I, I wouldn't understand it. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But uh, my first time on a film set. Everything just made sense to me. It was just like this innate knowingness of where I was at. And so that just tells me this fits. This is where I belong. Yeah. So it seems um, like more like you would you, you kinda knew when you first started your this is something that I really like, like yeah, you know, rather than being being stuck in an office like because there must be a certain yeah like you said like that one you so you had that one theater moment where you had that impromptu you know fire extinguisher mm-hmm. where you were like this clicked and you were like this is what this is what I love doing so that's great yeah um, um, you asked about mentors or people that I that inspired yeah. me yeah um, there was a radio announcer in the United States named Phil Hendry mm-hmm. um, who is amazing you've got to look up his stuff. Uh, kind of his I think 2006 there's some stuff that you can kind of find maybe a little sketchy online um but some of it uh, I, I downloaded some of that stuff through some whatever <laughs> yeah but um like is that a podcast I loved or? it so he um he started off as just a normal radio announcer doing you know the late nights of whatever place playing music right but he started to do extra voices <laughs> And so, That's like, cool. he'd be in the middle of the night, you know, like, announcing a thing, and then he would have a guest come on the show. Right. But it was him being both himself and this guest. Right. And he, it was a lot of fun. And so he started creating more and more characters. And so after a while, it turned into, instead of being more of, like, a, a musical show, it became more and more towards, like, a talk radio show. Mm-hmm. But he was the guest and the host. Whoa. So he and, uh, and, and a couple of the callers as well. And so he would start to, and, the, and he was his, like, producer in the background because he would talk to himself and do all these <laughs> so different characters. different voices. All these voices. And he was so good at it. He's instantly, like, wow. cutting between them. Like, you know, when you, you see, like, an Eddie Murphy where he's playing all the family members... Well, each of those shots is, like, filmed separately, right? Yeah. This guy is cutting back and forth, like, back and forth between voices. And it's, it sounds legit, you know? And he's got different, like, phones and stuff that he uses so that he can pick so, up the phone. And it makes it sound like he's uh, on the phone right echoing, now. And then yeah. he's, like, doing this. And it's got all... And I listened to it. And it was amazing because he would get guests on the show. Um, and then he they would be the most offensive guests but he was playing the guest yeah and then callers would start to phone in and the guests would be offensive to the caller (laughs) and the caller would like be telling the guest you can't do that you know and um (laughs) so these are real real uh people that are then calling in the show and he's being the guest of the show exactly exactly and like to to get kind of like you know and this is this may be a little political but you know right now as we speak the the alabama abortion bill has come up right yeah um and so if if he was hosting right today probably one of his characters would would be talking about abortion and would like take it to the nth degree of like um you know killing babies and like and it would be some like horrifying things so you know, it he would seems do it. maybe like and a... then people would phone in and say you can't do that it's illegal yeah. you know to kill a baby once it's born or something and he his characters would like just be just the most offensive things but hilarious so hilarious. i'm imagining like some crossover it. between like <laughs> an audio version of like jerry springer and like uh and uh, Jeff Dunham, like where he does all the the, yeah. the puppet characters, right? Kind of like that. But yeah, definitely. Because yeah. yeah. definitely, like I don't know, like <laughs> I mean, like Jeff Dunham's not like a racist guy, but you can get away with the those ideologies or those ideas if you uh, as do a them character. Through a character, right? You can yeah. get away with a lot because you're it's your char- It's a character. It's not you, right? right? And the same thing when you're doing film. Um, you know, you can push a question and kind of like actually with the the one that i'm promoting right now the bin mm-hmm. um there yeah. is um there's some like religion stuff kind of weaved into it um that um you know i don't know what people are going to think when they watch it about what they think my my religious ideologies are and stuff like that um but 
some people are going to watch it and say, you know, oh man, he must hate religion. Other people are going to watch it and say, you know, oh, this is, um, you know, what happens when you twist religion and things like that. Um, and I thought, you know what, let's let's play with these questions about what happens mm-hmm. when you take religion too far mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's that's what you're going to see when you watch the bins. Well, and we'll get a little bit into that as well. But like when you first started in film, did you were you did you work just as sound design or production assistant or something on local productions or I did whatever I did whatever I could find right uh, any anytime somebody said hey I want to make a thing I would just come and help out right, in whatever absolutely. way so I've done more sound actually on things um, because it's yeah. it's easy to get into it's also easy to do a terrible job of it and nobody knows until they're editing it and then they come wow. back and they say oh man we need and, a better sound. And you know what I love, though? <laughs> One of the things I love about, like, because you and I have done some work together uh, on, a, on a few shorts and projects and things, and one of the things I really admire is that, like, for me, I'm very, like, I think I'm pretty critical of what I put out, and I always wanted to have, wanted to be, like, better. But the thing is, like, you, you make the best project possible, but you're also just, like, okay, like, it's good. Like, let's get it out there. Let's get people's reactions, and let's just see what happens. Like, there's... There's no, uh, it's just how, like, you really just have fun with it. And, uh, uh, I, I've done a few, I've done a few other projects, like in, in university where, you know, you you get involved in the project and, and you're just doing it for fun and like, you're not, you're trying to increase your portfolio basically, but sometimes the directors or somebody involved in the project isn't quite happy with the result because the music isn't what they want or the sure. sound or something isn't quite what they want and it's just I mean it'd be nice if if the project was just like you know whatever it is is released so that you can show it but yeah. but you know yeah I've got a few projects like that where I've I've been on a project and it's never been released um and and every so often I'll touch base with uh, whoever made the project and say hey is there anything happening with that or no um the first movie that I was in um, I was the antagonist in it and um, and like running around with a gun holding people hostage all kinds of fun stunt things yeah. and stuff it was a, it was a ton of fun yeah there was special effects and stuff and then um, but that kind of went on the back burner right. um, that one's called lift um, and I don't know I, I actually messaged the um, director about a month ago just to ask hey is there anything happening with that and they said it's still it's kind of on the back burner but they you know they're it's not completely shut down but that's been 10 years (laughs) (laughs) i pretty much assume it's done you know like (laughs) but i don't know you know it may still um come about because they're um, I think they're, I can't remember what he said they were looking for, but they, they're still making some contacts and kind of doing some stuff with it. So it still may come about. It's just some really just yeah slow process. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, let's get a little bit more into what you've been working on recently. Like, of course you've been, you know, busy with Sherlock Holmes still. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, we were, I, I would say probably about a year ago if that's correct we were reading a script for a, a friend of ours he was he's he was working on a, on a short film idea so we came over for a for a, a read i remember and uh at the end of that con like the conversation or the hangout we were like, oh yeah what are you doing today and i remember you saying oh you know i'm just i'm just gonna shoot a feature-length movie this weekend because i got a couple <laughs> days off work and yeah. this is like if, if i if if i could personify uh jason Steele to anybody who doesn't know him like that that is probably jason Steele in a nutshell because even though he might not like at that time i don't know if you were still uh with your other job but uh you know that you know there were some things you weren't as happy with so i know you were kind of just like every weekend you were working on something and and that's just kind of like how i feel like you are like you're always working on something and you're like uh oh yeah i'm just gonna just gonna shoot a feature like movie this weekend (laughs) just this weekend why not you know throw it out there yeah Yeah. (laughs) but that's true yeah that's how i roll i just i everything i do i just think you know why do i have to wait a year to make this thing right what can I do to do, what does it take to do this thing? And can I do it faster? Can yeah. I do it now? 
did um, what's what's holding me back? And if there's something that's holding me back, fix it and do it. Did you, know? you do any? Uh, <laughs> did were you thinking at all about you know the the budget behind it, or were you just like you know I'll, I'll get whatever I need to get, and then if somebody at the end when it's done, if somebody wants to support it, that's great. If not, then you know at least I have an awesome project that was made. Or is it was there any like? Did you apply for any budget or any funding through any sources or anything like that? Or Right. Well, so the way that I look at any project um, is what are the resources that I have and what can I accomplish uh, and what's my goal? So on that particular one, um, I had just finished Sherlock Holmes uh, June of last year mm-hmm. um, and and I took a look and I said, oh man, the summer's coming up and every I've had a few people ask me to help out with different short films that they're right. doing, but I've been wanting to make my movie. Like I've been wanting to make a feature film for the last few years yeah. and every year I kind of postpone it. Right. And so I thought, okay, I want to make a movie, but oh, this weekend I'm busy, this weekend I'm busy, this weekend I'm busy. I looked through the summer and I was like, this summer I'm not going to yes. find the time and how am I going to get it done? So I said, okay. When do I have time? And I looked, and the weekend that was coming up, like a few <laughs> days later, I had time. So this was a Tuesday, and I realized nobody's asking me to be part of their movie this coming weekend. So I said, okay, can I make a feature-length movie four days from now? Like, is this possible? And rather than saying, oh, what are the pieces that a normal feature-length movie needs? It needs uh, to do funding. It needs a budget. Right. It needs a big camera. It needs all the equipment. I said, okay. If I was to make a movie this weekend, what would I need to do to accomplish that? So I said, okay, um, for one, I don't have a script that I can get made in this weekend. Like none of my scripts are doable four days from now. So I need a new concept. So the concept has to be super simple. It has to be contained, Mm -hmm. um, has to be all in one place and preferably all in one room. So what's an all in one room concept? Um, and I had a concept for a zombie movie that was kind of contained, but it still had some elements. And I thought, you know, that's still even going to be a little more complicated than I'm looking for. Um, so I said, okay, well, what if I had a bunch of people that were trapped in, in a grain bin? Um, so what, what, what are the circumstances they could be trapped in? That's actually interesting because people just talking in a room isn't interesting. Yeah. So I said, okay. Um, you know, what if we're doing like a horror thing? They're trapped by some psychopath and now, but it's not just that they're trapped. Now they have to deal with each other because there's interpersonal conflicts. And that's what I want to see is those interpersonal yeah. conflicts. That's what drives a movie forward is those personal um, the, uh, things. Tension or... The tension, yeah. So what can happen to do that? And so I started to craft out some scenes. And I said, okay, you know what? I can, I can find actors. I can put them in a bin. They mm-hmm. can improvise the scenes. Um, in order to make sure that I don't have to constantly be changing angles with the camera and relighting, we're going to figure out how to light it in such a way that I don't need to change the lighting. Right. Um, and we'll set four cameras up, one on each, each side of the bin, aim them downward, film it in 4K, then we can cut it down to, to 1080p. And then you just so that from we can, different angles, Then we right? can frame it that way and we can move the camera that way, make it look like security cam footage. But, you know, with only four days of planning... Yeah. things go awry right and so i knew i didn't have much budget because i just had whatever space i could throw on a credit card or something right. um and so i thought okay this concept works um but so i called up some improvises some actors that i knew could improvise right um that i thought would would work well yeah because you also do like dinner theater and stuff so yeah that must be where you got a lot of people and then from the theater community i mean that's great yeah. you know and like getting involved with film you know some people that have cameras and yeah. You know, the equipment, so... Yeah, so I, I called some actors and I said, hey, I'm doing this thing, do you want to improvise um, a character stuck in this green bin that's, like, trapped and, and stuff? And so um, I found uh, six actresses who were, who were down for that, and I was mm-hmm. like, great, all right. Then um, I said, okay, um, what about uh, crew and stuff? And so I, I started talking to different filmmaker friends and said, hey, would you be willing to come out this weekend and help me out with this thing? They showed up. Everybody showed up. It was so great. Wow. Um, but uh, because it was really tight, so I, I on Saturday I ended up, um, my, my whole day Saturday was getting props 
and making sure everything was ready. So my car was full of props. Um, Saturday night, I was up all night uh, writing the outline so that I knew that I had a story. That so you had shot this the following weekend or that That weekend. weekend. Yeah. And then I went and uh, we, and 6 a.m., I still hadn't slept. Um, oh, and like midnight, um, our uh, lead actress, Luciana Eve, uh, she actually also did our, um, um, she built a couple of uh, bodies for us. Oh, right. For I a couple of dead bodies. That, yeah. So, uh, so midnight, I'm driving out to uh, to Sylvan Lake to drop off the pieces of this body. I've got like mannequin bodies and mannequin heads um, that uh, were made uh, by someone in Lacombe. Um, and, you know, and yeah, so I had mannequin heads made on Saturday That's... that were like made to look wow. like the actresses. I got these bodies done up. Um, and so Luciana Eve, she was building these things overnight. I went back and did my writing. The next morning, I show up on set. Crew starts showing up. Actors start showing up. We started filming. It didn't go as fast as we hoped. We only had one camera instead of four cameras. Right. So we had to switch from being found footage of like a, a thing to being a um, one camera handheld shoot, which worked great um, because it got us a lot more dynamic shots. We got cooler angles. Um, and Ruben Cheddar was like excellent on camera, really um, always, you know, dialing in the, the, the right shots. Um, he was really good for that. Because, and I think that comes from um, him being a documentary filmmaker. Mm -hmm. He needs to be able to find a shot that's in an active situation. Because yeah, you can't, on the shot, you can't yeah. document something by setting up lights and then setting up, your, you know, like you can do interviews. But if, if a situation that you want to film is moving, you got to be able to grab it. And he's, he was great for that. Wow. Yeah. Um, Cause he's done some, uh, some nature, uh, filming and stuff like that as well. So I think he's kind of used to the on the go or yeah. has that experience. So he was fantastic. Um, and, uh, Ranjit Malakati, he came out, did uh, sound. He also brought a bucket truck, which, um, there were some scenes where the antagonist is, uh, raising and lowering things in and out of the bin. Mm -hmm. And so we needed like a, a, something that could raise and lower a rope in and out. Um, and so he, we ended up using his bucket truck. We had three different options, I think at different points for what we could use. One was a crane truck, which fell through. Mm -hmm. One was, um, uh, potentially to use a, a grain auger, um, but then we weren't too sure if that was a good idea either. And then we ended up with using the bucket truck. Just all okay. these pieces that we just had to last minute go, okay, these are the things I need. And I just made the calls and I got what we could. And then you just work with what you end up with. And it worked so good. Fantastic. And um, so by the time like this is released, it'll be uh, June, June 1st yeah. is, is your, your plan to release it. Yeah. Um, and so at that that time I'll assume, I guess. But um, did you have each of the actresses hold the camera at a certain point? Were they like just no their faces like kind of a I'm imagining like a Blair Witch Project kind of style? Or? No, we actually had Ruben and Ranjit and myself were in the bin with the actors. Um, so um, Ruben was constantly handheld, just following whatever was the most important piece of the action um, and do, doing a great job. And, uh, and so as, because the actresses were improvising their scenes, yeah. there were times when they might move across the bin or something. And so me and Ruben and Ranjit would have to like move to accommodate that from time to time. But we kind of planned it out. Like we knew they're going to have some kind of like a fight or something in the middle. And so this is kind of where the conflict is going to happen. This is where we need to move in order to capture that. Right. And so we, we plan out a scene, but it was very fast planning. Yeah. Not only that, right. Move but around, yeah. Right? Cause you have to plan out the movements, but, uh, I mean, you said you did a little bit of plan, but did you know what the actresses or actors were going to say? Like who was going to no. say what line we, when? We, we had, we basically, what I did is, is each scene, um, we said, okay, this is, these are the goals that each character has in this scene. Right. And so this is what you're trying to accomplish. This is how the scene has, what's happened before the scene. And this is what you need to have done by the end of the scene. Right. And so, um, the, this, this, the pre premise is that this 
grain bin is booby-trapped with all kinds of stuff. And one of the traps is that um, when the volume level gets above a certain level, sleeping gas gets set off, right? right. So they wow. can't scream out for help because if they do, they get put to sleep instantly. So, um, so we had a lot of shots in there where um, it ends in a fight, somebody yells, sets off the sleeping gas, and that was the end. So we knew, we knew that that was going to be the end of the scene, and that was what we were going towards was this, this situation that would end a scene mm -hmm. with everyone going to sleep. And then we would fade to black, fade up the next morning or whenever the next scene was supposed to take place, um, whether it was the next morning or the next day or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so then we could come in in the middle of you know something happening or things wait people waking up um and then end with them being knocked out again right. um and we ended up not just filming it it our one day shoot turned into i think five or i think six days shoot <laughs> all together and but our other days um we didn't have all the actors and stuff um i did the rest of the days i was handheld on the camera and then I just had one or two actors for each of those scenes. And at what point did you think or feel like, you know, like, because you were talking about this was originally going to be a feature length film and now it's turned into a, a web series. I'm not sure how many episodes there will be, but, uh, you know, at what point did you know, like, maybe we've got more content than I originally thought or... Or... Um, well, it's, it's actually less content than I'd originally <laughs> hoped. Um, I was aiming, you know, for the 90-minute movie, right? Right. Um, and um, we Although, didn't to be get fair, that, I've, right? seen, I've seen some feature films that are, you know, 45 to, uh, yeah. 45 to an hour at, you know, film festivals and stuff like that. So it's not totally unheard of. But... Yeah. As of right now, I think, um, I think it's, un it's under an hour of total... Um, video mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I just did a major re-edit on everything um, <laughs> overnight as we film uh -huh. this or as we record this right now but I um, um, yeah it's there's 10 episodes and the reason behind changing it this is another way that I I kind of I'm an outside of the box thinker all the time I try to think rather than thinking how is it normally done right I think where is the industry going and what should we be doing? Yeah. And that kind of plays into this thinking. So um, typical movie making is you go out, you find investors. Um, what's been common for many, many years is to pitch something to get uh, overseas investment. Um, and so you you get your, uh, they call it like your minimum guarantees of what do they think they can sell uh, a movie for maybe in Germany and maybe in Japan and maybe China and maybe Russia and how much do they think they can get from those um, selling those different territories mm -hmm. and then a, um, overseas distributor will give you a minimum amount um, before you start filming based okay. on your actors and things like that and the concept and if they think that it's going to sell so that's that's what they would do but it, it's hard to even get that yeah um those who don't do that try to sell it to Netflix. That's that's what everybody's been trying to do for the last few years. But Netflix doesn't actually pay a ton of money. No. Um, I, I haven't heard of any deals over five digits for a Netflix thing. And most of them are, like a lot of them are less than five digits. And We're talking like, four digit, like who, who can make a movie for, you know, less yeah. than 10 grand? We were talking about, yeah, because right? we've done some, uh, well, I've done, we've done some uh, story hive pitches where, you know, the if you get funded you get you know the the ten thousand or the twenty thousand whatever it is so you you get a similar budget with that kind of uh, pitch yeah similar to uh, Netflix but um, so yeah like so I looked and I I said okay so here's how things are have been done up until this point but the amounts of money that filmmakers are getting for their films is is dwindling mm -hmm. um, because. Uh, things aren't being released theatrically as much. Right. The only things going theatrically right now that are really making anything are superhero movies, right? Mm -hmm. Marvel, you know, they can spend a billion dollars on a movie because they're going to make it. They're going to make two billion back. Um, right. Whereas, you know, I who's going to fund my movie? It used to be that a lot of movies were funded for, you know, like $30 million dollars. There's no such thing as a thirty million dollar movie anymore. You know, right. it's it's a hundred million dollars plus for for Marvel movies and stuff, um, or maybe a couple million or less. Um, there's not really much in the middle well, because I, you can't make money in those middle right. numbers anymore because you can't get theatrical release. 
um, that actually works. So people are trying to make money online. Um, and looking at that, I looked and I said, okay, so people are trying to sell um, video on demand, but but even video on demand for a time, it was going really well. But now um, Amazon um, is, is starting to say, they used to have their doors wide open and say, yeah, uh, Amazon Prime, you wanna put your movie on here, put your movie on here and we'll pay you uh, amount per views. But now wow. Amazon Prime and other online distributors are starting to actually um, they want uh, more weed uh, out the the chaff. Weed they out want the, the best stuff. contest content, right? Yeah. So little guys like myself, we're not going to get on there. Not with the quality of stuff I'm making. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I well, um, the way you were describing the film, I you know this is maybe a little bit of a funny perspective, but how how you were describing your the making of your film, like. That to me was is way more exciting than if if someone were to explain to me how they shot like the Titanic and they planned out every single shot. Like the fact that you just got everybody all together and you know obviously there's a lot more work that goes into it, but the fact that you got that all together in basically a week and yeah. and, you and did my it, lead like, actor is making a, a a body in the middle of the night and the next morning a bucket sign truck shows up you know like to be our like lift like the weirdest stuff yeah we just we just throw some shit together and have some fun thank you yeah um but yeah it's i looked and i said you know i I can't make money at those numbers so i gotta figure out how can i make money and like be able to keep making movies get the movies out there and so I looked and I said, okay, we got to start looking at tighter audiences. Who Who is my audience? And so I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, if we like horror thrillers are the typical low budget audience. Um, I said, let's just do that. Even though I've never really been a horror kind of guy. Um, I do like B movies. I love B movies, whether it's yeah. horror or action movies or whatever. Yeah. If it's terrible... I watch it oh. and I like yell at the screen all the time. That's stupid. Nobody would do mm. that. One of my uh, favorite movies <laughs> is The Room, and it's like I haven't it's seen my it yet. favorite. Like I, I, I want to see it, but you know what? It's so bad. It's so good. And we, Tommy's a genius. He still is selling it everywhere. I actually haven't been able to find it. Like it's not on Netflix or anything. And actually, like uh, it's still you have to buy it online. I can, still. I can, <laughs> I can probably find you a copy. But like, there's uh, <laughs> probably I could thing, probably download it. Well. But I, I, I try not to download things for and, free. And if you look at him too, you know? like if you look at that that whole thing, uh, there's you know the remake of the movie that came out recently. Plus, you know, then there's a uh, they made another movie called Best Friends, and then Best Friends Two, and I mean this guy, the movie they're they're all like B movies basically, but because of how. <laughs> How unplanned and how I don't want to say unprofessional because it's so it's so awful yet so amazing at the same time that like if if he was to do anything else that was like better it'd be like you know you you'd get less than what you wanted now now you want yeah. to watch something that's like you want not that, as yeah. good yeah but uh, people people have said to me be careful not to uh, to uh, do bad stuff because people will paint you into that corner and then they won't they won't know what to do if you do make something better or or don't make something where the content is too controversial because if the content's too controversial people will say oh he's that person that you know did this um this thing or that or whatever and then i i'm gonna look bad or they'll they'll look and they'll base everything i do in the future on that and i say if I, cares, I don't man. think Let's so just make because some stuff we're artists. Let's just play. I think all the stuff <laughs> you've know? made has been pretty good, and like like some of the projects you've oh, been you in have seen been... this stuff I've hidden in, on YouTube. Uh... <laughs> 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 well, you know, uh, I mean, I guess this would be a, a good good transition. I mean, um, I I do have a couple more questions, but you were saying, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to be known for. Uh, anything that's bad but you you were telling me uh, before we started recording that you're actually uh you're going to be receiving an award um yeah for for all your uh, is it for theater or is it for film or is it all a bit of everything yeah i think uh i think this is going to be released the day after i get the award so i can uh, i can officially announce it um so red deer arts council is awarding me the 2019 emerging artist award 
So that's they give this one one award to one emerging artist, um, and it's overall fields, whether it's painter or writer or actor or whatever. Um, and so I'm pretty honored that yeah, I'm getting absolutely. this this award. That's... And so it's based on my um, my acting, um, uh, being a emerging actor because I've I've done a lot of free stuff a lot of small stuff i do a lot of different things with um, community theater but i've also um done a few paid jobs um last year yeah. i did uh, uh a linex commercial it was a national commercial linex people cool. yeah I... people were seeing that on like a hockey app on their phones like my family started calling me and my uncles are like hey i just saw you in a commercial on my phone yeah that's, <laughs> like, that's so amazing cool. yeah <laughs> Um, so like I've started to, um, I've reached a point where I've, I've, I've and reached kind of a bit of a stride when it comes to, was that last uh, year or the year before I know you were, you were on hell on wheels. I don't know if that well, was, that was many a, years ago. Was that, they're not uh, even making that. Anymore. No, it's not. But, but yeah, that was one of my first, um, paid gigs actually was, I was an extra on hell on wheels and, uh, I think there's one scene where I got to see myself and they reused the same shot twice, which is kind of fun. Where it's like you see me That's awesome. pushing this, the, I know carrying this like know, railway right? tie. <laughs> and then like they show the same shot again, like like 20 seconds later. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> You're pretty high budget, right? <laughs> yeah. There's still like... this guy with this big beard, you know, carrying this railway tie. Um, and I think, <laughs> and then there was another shot where I got to see just how badly I walk on camera. I've learned. Um, I walk weird. I re I walk really weird. There was there's a scene where I'm on the back of a train and I'm fixing. There's like a the tr something's just exploded, and so I'm just moving wood back and forth on the back of the train. Now I'm way in the background. Nobody's watching me. They're watching all the the main actors in the foreground. Yeah. But I'm watching me in the background, and I'm going, wow. I walk, I walk weird. <laughs> My posture and I, I'm, is and I, here, here, I'm talking to you, Nick. And I know you walk weird. Yeah. I walk like you when I'm on camera. I swear. I, I'm looking. I'm going. <laughs> I know we were. Do I have uh... CP now? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, That's did you, you did you not diagnose me when I was a kid? Yeah. I'm seriously, I need a cane. Look at me go. We um, last <laughs> year so we weird. did. Uh... <laughs> Well, last year, you and I did this uh, short film for the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, uh, The Worst Date Ever. And right. we were, you know, that was, we uh, shot it outside somebody's house, and then there was uh, supposed to be an explosion inside, I believe, or outside, or that yeah. the car was supposed to hit the house. And yeah. so I'm, like, walking away from the, this car as it's rolling down the street, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, my gosh. And all I can focus on <laughs> is how bad I am walking. And, uh... Oh, we're our uh, own worst critic. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. you and I, we're going to start Bad Walker Comedy Hour or something like that. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Walking bad. Walking bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. gonna be when, whenever you want to do a zombie thriller, you let me know and I'll be the first person to sign up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess one one question I wanted to ask you because I mean you you've been doing this. Uh, you know you have a lot of experience and uh, is there is there you know is there anything that you would say you know like you would. You would have done differently, or is there things that you know, uh, you would are, are there things you would, if somebody else is looking to either become uh, you know an actor or an actress or wants to get into film, are there things you would recommend or advice you would give? Sure. Um, so uh, keeping in mind, this is coming from somebody who did not go to school for any of these things. My schooling has been doing the thing and maybe going to like a Hands weekend on, class here and the there. Um, but yeah, hands-on. So um, I've been able to get to where I am today just doing stuff. And like, I just the, when I decided, you know what, I'm going to dive into acting um, because I, I wanted to get out of the job that I was in. And I said, okay, I've got to do something that I love. I loved acting when I was younger, so I'm going to do it. Um, I just Googled auditions. And I made a plan. And this is in every, everything that I do... I do plan, you know, somewhat in my head. Yeah. Some of it I write down, some of it's in my head. Um, but I look and I say, 
what do I need to do in order to accomplish this thing? And so if I want a role, I'm going to figure out uh, how am I going to get the role. And so when I started planning, I started uh, right away. I said, okay, if I want to be a famous actor and my goal is to get on a big movie or something, um, what are the steps that I need to do? And I created a mind map of like different pieces of the puzzle. I need the skills of an actor. I need to be able to audition because right. nobody's going to cast me if I go into an audition and I, I completely fail at it um i'm gonna need to have a following because that will help me to get roles so if mm -hmm. people are if i've got you know a million followers i could be the worst actor in the world but if i say i've got a million followers on youtube i i guarantee you yeah. there will be some some Somebody. film sets where they'll be like man he's a terrible actor but we've got a million people who will actually buy a ticket to <laughs> see his thing let's let's put him in there right? Any, anything he does they'll they'll follow it yeah. yeah so i thought okay i need to get a following i need to get uh skills i need to um build a network of of people around me who um are doing the same things um so i need to find meet directors i need to meet actors i need to whatever because if i meet other actors we're not in competition um, i don't look at it as competition and never look at anything you do as competition never be afraid of other people because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are afraid that somebody else is going to take something away from them right but if you look at it as we're all on this same team um, yeah. so like if i go to an audition for example and, or i'm looking in, in audition notices and I see an audition notice for a character with CP, for example, right? right. I'm going to refer that to you. Like right now, I'm going to call you up and say, Nick, hey, I saw an audition that fits, right? That's awesome, yeah. But um, if I try to, if I'm like, oh, there's an audition, I'm going to audition for it. I'll fake it. Why would I do that? That yeah. doesn't make any sense, right? I know somebody who fits that, right? And likewise, if you're like looking through audition notices and you see something where it's like, you know, 40-ish year old guy, you know, with a little bit of gray in his beard, you know, as the character and, you know, dad type. Yeah. You're going to be like, I think Jason would fit this dad type character. I think this right. would work, right? Um, and you're going to refer it to me. But if I screwed you over on mm -hmm. your earlier role, you're going to be like, screw you, no. Jason. I ain't giving you nothing. Well, and I think... <laughs> so we work together. The biggest, uh, the biggest inspiration I draw from you is I'm still in that early process, I guess, but... Um, Myself and another friend have a, a project where we're working on trying to, you know, uh, finish the se second version of the script and then we'll see if we can get uh, any funding for it or anything. But one of the things is like, yeah, you look out there and you see how many how many roles are there for people with disabilities uh, in, in particular. And I just decided, you know what, like my friend had this cool idea and it's actually uh, the, the idea. It's basically like a a slasher movie but with somebody with disabilities and so i think i read like a very 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 early version of the script or concept <laughs> the, re the reason i love it is because like it's it's gonna it's gonna bother people well for, awesome in a good way like it's yeah. gonna catch people's attention but it's also gonna be like why why not because like i don't know it are you no, think, are you thinking of making that one into like a a, a longer or a short or a feature? Or I what think are you thinking? it's uh, well. Right now we're looking at. There's a, a top a, secret. I don't know. Right now we're looking <laughs> at doing it as a short, but um, I've never really. I mean, you you talk about doing a project with uh, Ruben and Ranjit and pulling off this movie in a weekend. To me, uh, I I I I I, I really admire that because it's like uh, to me. You know, I've seen some of the other projects they've been involved in, and like, uh, they're very like, to me, they're very top quality projects. So when I come to somebody with an idea, I want it to be not like it doesn't have to be everything planned out, but I want to show somebody that that I've done the work to not just be like, hey, I've got a you know, I've got an iPhone and a, and an idea, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I I want to do a little bit more planning to get the idea. You know what? Uh, I on solid, on solid. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to put this with solid, solid legs. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I think we've discussed my legs are not as solid as I thought <laughs> when I see them on camera. But no, I think um, you know, you just do it, man. Just yeah, do it. Absolutely. Uh, I are are you gonna do it this summer? Say yes. Just yeah, say yes. yeah, yes. Well, yeah. Right. I, well, we've got. I mean, the... I don't know when we're filming this. Next weekend? <laughs> Later tonight? Can we film this tonight? 
just uh, <laughs> street and <laughs> yeah it'll be uh, i i remember uh, enough of the concept we can improvise our way through it oh i've still got the concept on my laptop the, I've this is gonna it. be the biggest film festival project ever no I, That's awesome. I i am serious though just um don't don't take too much time overthinking it and pushing to get it perfect just dive in, right. and that's that's how I look at everything. Because um, uh, you know you can, even if you do everything to make sure everything's perfect, mm-hmm. um, when you get on set and you start filming, uh, there's going to be things that are going to fall apart. There's going to be things that are going to change. So you will probably, at best, get ninety percent of what you had in your brain if you if if everything goes perfectly. And that's if you're, you know, whatever. Right, even what was it Iron Man? I think they were they were writing the script as they were filming, like that was a multi billion like no huge kidding. thing. A lot of money who, on the line. Who is putting four hundred million dollars up for a, a, an improvised movie? Marvel. That I don't know. Like what? It's insane. Yeah. So you know, if they can have things fall apart so bad that they're actually writing on set for Iron Man. We can make a, our thing, you know. That's and fair. You can you can come up with a, you can uh, I, ideally you want to write the script. You want to make sure that your actors know what they're up to. Um, but let's just do it. Um, right. And cool. you know what? A lot of uh, you'll find you you are surrounded by a lot of people who are willing to jump in and just do something on the weekend as long as they're available. If they're not available, then that won't work. Yeah, I mean, I think... I got I'll, lucky that everyone was available the weekend I was <laughs> filming. <laughs> I think it'll probably... Well, and the thing is, because if, if... With your schedule, if you're not involved in something, chances are that a lot of other people will have time. Because, I mean, you're involved in a lot of different projects and a lot of different things. So, that's... Yeah, you picked a great weekend to do it. Um, <laughs> and bef- my last question before we kind of wrap up here... Uh, so what are your what are your goals for the future like do you uh, obviously you want to like finish the bin and, and then get all the episodes out and see where you could take that but do you have any do you have any other goals in mind or are there things you're thinking yeah. about or working on for the future yeah so um i'm constantly adjusting with what what comes at me and how i'm going to move forward so um when the, the next project that i'm working on um, it's currently titled Shivs. Um, it was going to be Shivers, but I talked to uh, the executives at Raven's Banner, and they said, "Don't use Shivers because that's already a cult classic Canadian horror film, and your people are going to say you're stealing their title." Which wasn't my intention. But also, so they I know like... their stuff, so I said, "Okay, I'm going to change it." That's very cool. <laughs> I like the title Shivs because if I think of a shiv, it makes me think of like a prison shank that exactly. somebody's crafted. So. And quite coincidentally, <laughs> part of the reason why I want to go with Shivs is because the music is Shiv Shanks. That's who is actually the musician, literally. Okay, so cool. when you say a shiv, a shank, <laughs> literally that's the musician. Um, Fantastic. And I want to promote, like, and like I said earlier, with you know, where you want to work with people and you want to make sure that we're all giving each other the best value we can for being part of a project. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked and I said, hey, I want to make this movie. Um, I'd already had the title of Shivers kind of come into mind, and I wanted to use um, his music. And I said, well, <laughs> heck, your your name is half the title. Um, and I said, why not leave it that way so that it it becomes a showpiece for his music? Um, and everything that I cool. do, I want it to be a showpiece for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, it's not just my stuff. It's all of us working together. And that's what... And so... So I've got that. It's a it's a zombie um, thriller concept where um, it's set in uh, after a couple of years after a zombie apocalypse. And this, has is happened. this local or is this? Yeah, I'm going to film it um, locally, um, and yeah, it's it's going to be really cool. Um, so I'll be looking for crowdfunding. I think at some point I haven't. I've got so many different ways now that I'm starting to learn about funding with mm-hmm. grants, crowdfunding, um, finding investors. One of the things I want to do with the bin um, that kind of ties into it is I put the bin on an area of Facebook. I created a page called the free web series. Mm-hmm. And rather rather than creating a, a page called the bin, mm-hmm. and, and here again is that outside of the box marketing thinking. If I create a page called the bin and I send all my friends and family there and they refer people there and then they watch it, what happens to that page a year from now? Well, all these people have liked a page and now... 
it kind of just goes by the wayside because the bin's done. Oh, okay. So creating a page called the free web series, what I'll do is each movie that I make, I'll release it as a movie. Right. Um, and then um, put it out on as a uh, video on demand. So, you know, people can pay five bucks to download it. Um, right. 10 bucks or whatever it's worth I was um, going to say you could call it web series by Jason Steele but then again you you don't want to have it be like just crediting yourself this way well, you're crediting and, the whole crew and there's not necessarily one person and it's not just my movies either the, pe- be the benefit of it is now I can create so then I can put I can create my movie once it's kind of done all the the video on demand stuff and the people who would go to a movie in theaters because they just have to see it and pay like a thousand dollars for popcorn and tickets to go see a movie mm-hmm. once they've bought it downloaded it they've got their copy of it um there's going to be people who don't want to pay for it and they can watch it for free as a web series like so i'll cut that movie up into 10 oh, episodes so you're gonna and they can watch it for free, but it'll be advertiser-supported. And the people who have purchased it, they won't have any advertising, and potentially you'll have some you know, behind-the-scenes content yeah. or something that you would put out. Exactly. So they'll get all kinds of cool stuff that they get just because they bought it. Um, then people who want to watch it for free, they might have to watch an ad, um, which then I can sell those ads. I can make some, some money on that, and that can help me to fund my You films. never know. Uh, I think potentially, you know, uh, looking at uh, another local production there rutherford manor you might like uh just just me seeing what they're working on and what they're doing um for future for funding or what another project you know you might be able to do just like you know a poster or something like that and then if somebody were to support your web series or something like that it could be like you know you you would get access to this plus your a poster or something you know and it'd be mm-hmm. something you know because then you're you also have a something physical along with the digital version of your movie or something. Yeah. But, well, exactly. Uh, so then there's all those um, those uh, yeah, being able to create physical products like you know T-shirts and posters, DVDs, um, you know some item from the movie like with uh, with Shivers. Um, I've been talking to a friend of mine in Calgary, Andy Guba, who has these really cool um wrist things that it's a it's actually a cell phone holder but they look so cool um so i i'm 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 gonna see if i can find that and then that you can like kind of share it you know at some point on your page but maybe if you want to share it you don't have to but they're the coolest thing and uh and it it's like you get your cell phone on your wrist so it looks you can either do it as like a really sleek sci-fi looking thing yeah or um he's got some that look like they're from like um you, you know like um what, like back what, to the future no, like what is it when the, you're in the past you got swords and axes and stuff like medieval. that medieval medieval yeah go. he's got medieval looking ones like they look like a medieval wristband with all kinds of cool medieval looking stuff on them but you open it up and it's actually a cell phone holder and it's oh, got wow. space for your credit cards and all that in it but yeah. it looks like this badass medieval like wrist guard um or a futuristic like sleek black ones that are all leather and like but they're they're sleek so I was, I'm going to have him do these wrist guard things with uh, as cell phone holders so that the team has their communication devices in these. And that'll be like one of that's the very cool, cool things. So it's like, and, and so that's something that we can kind of cross promote again, kind of working as a team so he can maybe sell some of his stuff. I can, you know, and all these little opportunities to connect um, and work together to make things. Right. Uh, so, and like lastly, for those of, people who don't know about the bin uh if if how would you how would you uh synops how would you synopsize i don't know if that's the correct word how would you uh, summarize the bin in like you know two sentences kind of what you're getting uh you know yeah this is great because i'm like uh, i'm less than two weeks away from releasing and my log line still (laughs) changes every day yeah there you go so here's here's the best improvised log line i have for the bin um a uh, a young millennial woman uh, attempts to rescue a missing uh, prostitute, um, but ends up trapped by a religious psychopath. 
That, that's a weird log I line. Really like I don't it. even know what's going on in there. Because it, so it sounds like a, a horror thriller drama to me. And if that's... That's you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's the genre. That that's for. a that is the weird mixed genre that I have. I had comedy in there too, but then the comedy just wasn't working with all the other genre bits. So uh, yeah, yeah. If you actually if you follow, start following the page, um, so the like, free web series, you can find that on Facebook and on YouTube. And I have an Instagram set up. I just haven't put anything on it yet because I'm not an Instagram yeah, guy. Me. But people <laughs> tell me that's where I need to put web series. Um, um, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And, uh, so find it, the free web series forwards, or just put at the free web series on Facebook or YouTube and, uh, you'll find it there. So, Very cool. um, and on Facebook, I'm putting behind the scenes things. I'm putting the starting, already starting to put deleted scenes and stuff because there's stuff that, um, that's funny or that was, that I just doesn't fit the movie. And so I'm putting those on there so you can see, uh, People are talking about every time I've shown um, shown little clips to people. Um, Luciana Eve actually is really cool. I, I sorry, I got to talk her up. No, absolutely, um, she's, you should. She is um, like unknown as far as acting. Um, she is uh, an alternative model, um, but she's a friend of mine, and I don't even know how we became friends. I just remember on Facebook, I would see her post these like funny clips. And I said, uh, like, where she just did, like, a like six-second vines and stuff like that. Yeah. Where vines were a thing. And I was like, she's funny. Like, yeah. really clever. And so I started booking her to do um, murder mystery characters. Right. And she was so, like, on. Like, so, like, smart and quick-witted. And I just, I just love her. She's so awesome. And so I said, okay. You know, she can do comedy. Let's see if she can do something that's a little gritty. And so I put her in the bin um, as the lead actor, Literally, which is crazy because, like, you know, she's not she's not trained as an actor. She's yeah. you know doing all these other things. And I had all these other people who actually have some acting training in there, and uh, I put her as the lead. And um, and everybody was fantastic, by the way. Um, but yeah, she killed it. And so um, everybody that has seen. Um, you know, little bits with her and say, who is this person? Like she's engaging. Like I yeah. want to see her do stuff. Um, and yeah, she's so natural. It's uh, like, but natural, but fun. Um, that I've had to cut a lot of the comedy stuff and I hope that her, um, you know, with the more dramatic side of things is still just as fun as all the comedy stuff. Cause the comedy stuff is killer. The drama stuff is killer. She's just, yeah. Well, and like she's you, one to watch. And you I'm say you never know what what happens when you put somebody like that in there. Like you look at, uh, I think it was this year at the Oscars. Like uh, Bo Burnham made his first feature length film, uh, Eighth Grade, and Elsie Fisher. That I think that was like her very first role or one of her very first roles. And you know, I want to see like this. Being Bo Burnham made from, a movie. I got to see this. <laughs> it is. It's great. Um, I loved his music. Oh my gosh. It it is that uh, dramatic, but it is very. Yeah. It's like uh, you know. A, a 21st century take on you know kids in high school and what it's like now with all the technology and stuff so it's very cool but thank you very much for joining me today jason that was awesome uh, having you uh, on the on the podcast and uh, i look forward to seeing the web series and uh, all the other projects you create so thank you and uh, i look forward to when we film your movie tonight <laughs> yeah five minutes from now we're gonna hit record is that how that works oh, i think come on out i'll full, uh... <laughs> full of data i'll have to find my other camera but yeah we're doing it we're doing it <laughs> do it live all right thank you very much jason uh that was another episode of the Inspiring Brains podcast. If you're interested in being on the podcast, send me an email uh, or message me on the Inspiring Brains podcast uh, Facebook page. Um, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Awesome.